Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I'm Hannah playing Winnie Hemlock, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? How you doing? I'm Brennan. I'm playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Feria. And Rob? I'm Rob playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night. And I am Amelia Som, your GM. And a little ways into the distance, a large wall looms before you. You all have wrestled with some personal demons and are at the end of a very long, tiresome journey. You've been low or out of food and water for a few days now. And it seems like you're approaching an end at the very least. All right, notice check on this wall. Yeah. Are you like looking from a distance or you're going up to it? Um, I mean, if I don't see any exterior threats, I will go up to it. But if I see okay. places where people can like hide, then maybe I will look at it from a distance. Yeah, start at a distance. Okay. I feel like I'll, I'll say we'll do it at a distance because you'll have to notice to see if you notice the right, exterior right, threats. Right, 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 right. Ooh, let's go on that. 14. Okay. With a 14, as you look, it seems to be this deep gray stone. Um, It's uniform both ways. It extends in either direction. The top kind of jets out and then up in these sort of craggly looking sp- spikes i guess they're they're fairly wide probably roughly eight or, or to 12 inches at the base and then you know coming up to a jagged point uh such that you you know you could probably maneuver with them as long as you don't st- stand directly on top of it um it's pretty high maybe like 20 feet or so um if there were people on the other side of the wall you wouldn't know, but you don't notice any cracks. There aren't any sort of like lookout areas. It doesn't seem to have a walkable portion along the top. It's just about maybe a foot and a half or so thick. Okay, I will approach the wall. You do so. No rolls required. About how tall did you say the wall was? Eh, 20-ish feet. Okay, it's not bad. Not, not a huge wall. 
And those spikes are all around it, you said? Yeah, they just go straight across the top. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's like smooth wall. It juts out a little bit and has these kinds of spikes. Gotcha. To prevent people from climbing over, probably. As it as it would seem. Oh, I shrugged. The, the, pot, the people can't <laughs> hear that. But I, I mean, you're up the wall. Well, should we try to look over? I don't see any uh, doors or portcullis or gate or anything. I don't either. We could try knocking. Or breaking (laughs) and entering. I can do that too, but I figured knocking would be nice first. Is there a tree nearby that I could climb up and try to see over? Um... Yeah, if you walk about 30 feet or so to your left, um, you could see one. It doesn't quite go. Yeah, if you you could. It grows higher than the wall for sure. I will do that then. Yeah. As you ascend the tree, how high up are you going? Um, High enough to where I can see over if possible. Yeah, easy enough. Let's say you get about 30 feet up. You have a nice little hypotenuse angle down toward uh, the other side. And the other side is different than this one. Um, There aren't as many trees. It is mostly plains. There's a few trees here and there. There's shrubs and bushes. Um, They don't look as dead as the one here. Um, They are still that deep sort of charcoal, only the ground itself feels in color a bit warmer as now you are looking over the wall you can see a deep red at the horizon that fades into the sky presumably dawn um go ahead and roll me a notice check um that is a nine With a nine, as you look out in the distance, maybe a couple miles, like I said, it's plains, there aren't a lot of trees, it's fairly flat, Um, you see what looks to be a kind of encampment, I guess. It's in the distance, it's hard, it's entirely silhouetted um, by the sky, but yeah, you can make out there's there's no incredibly tall buildings, but it would seem to be tense, mm-hmm. fairly large, <clears throat> um, like collection. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna point so the other two can see me. Civilization, way that way. Nice. They look friendly. I can't tell. They're too far uh. away. All right. Well. Come down at your leisure. We'll find a way over, under, or through the wall. Yep, I'll I'll climb back down. Easy enough. Now it might not be the best idea to blow the wall up, as to like not trigger any fey alarms or whatever. Mm. So maybe that's a last resort. I know that's where your mind likes to go, Magnus. It's just I I know that when I pitch the idea of blowing something up, that it really does seem like it's just an excuse to blow something up. But in this case, 
This is textbook demolition. We have a wall that we need to go through. And we have the means to make it not a wall anymore. So we it seems a, like a good... We're in a magical place that is full of trickery and illusion. So I feel like blowing things up is not gonna... I feel like that's, again, the last route we should take. We should do some investigating first. Don't you have, like, a, a thing that you can, like, see magic or whatever? Uh, yes. Uh, Magnus will, like, scan the wall with his magic eyes. Yeah, uh... Roll a notice check with your magic eyes. Okay. Notice. Or I guess it could be your occult, which one or the other. They're both detents, so either works. Um, uh, tell me uh, which one you're using, because that changes the sort of flavor of information you'll get. Uh, I think the flavor of the day is going to be occult. Okay. It's going to be a six. With a six, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is this wall isn't, it isn't magic. Um, not in the kind that you're looking for, at least. It's, there's, there's not like a spell of like explode if you touch the wall or anything like that. Um, in that way where everything in the Twilight Wilds exists in a more magical sense you know you're like calibrating your magical sensors i guess as you're in here um this wall it it reflects the same magical energy ambient in the land as hmm. if the wall grew from the earth in some way or another Um, maybe like a better question to ask is like, is there anything to signal that this wall has like any sort of deeper cultural significance to the people that built it presumably on the other side? Like, is there any decorations or like ornamentation that would lead me to think that this wall is like, has a specific sort of meaning in the context of the open realms? Visually, um... It, I mean, it it looks as I described it, but it doesn't look built. Right. So if anything about its appearance or anything about this wall specifically has context, it's not one that you would be familiar with. And there's nothing in the way that it looks that like there isn't anything hanging on it there aren't carvings into it that like imply a usage around the wall in the sense that there is this weird magical somewhat natural uh landmark you can assume there's probably and it is in fact a large wall and at the end of a creepy forest there's probably some cultural significance in that sense but just visually it it doesn't look touched by mortal or immortal hands. Hmm. It's just one big long stone tree. <laughs> well, so slightly conceptually different from just an explosion, we could take the painstaking steps to just move a square foot of the stone at a time using a different spell that isn't sort of... Um, destructive but it would be a 
much more annoying and uh, painstaking process as opposed to just casting blast on the wall of stone. Nah, I don't got time for that. I'm good with blowing it up if you are. You guys want to blow some stuff up? <laughs> oh, just never forget the seventh teaching of the great scholar Magnus. The longer time goes on, the chances of him blowing shit up approaches infinity. <laughs> um, Magnus is going to use like a little pocket knife to like mark a little X on the wall and like try to like carve out a little divot um, in the stone to see if it's like how tough it is. Um, as you start carving the wall, I need you to uh, roll spirit for me. Oh, it's one of those types of walls. Oh, one God. of those spirit walls. Okay. This is going to be the mental wall in our brains that we have to do more therapy to overcome. <laughs> have to jump over the wall. Oh, got a six on the D6. So that explodes. So five, six. So that's going to be 15. Okay. I'm spiritual as hell, Amelia. You can't. I, yeah, let me. Hold on. I don't have the book pulled up. I need to pull it up just to. Okay, with as you make this, uh, as you begin to carve, not even like really getting into it, just the first scratch um, with that intention, you can feel the wall get angry at you. You feel this in the form of a like ear splitting headache as if someone has driven a stake in the center of your brain for just a moment until you stop carving into the wall. What is it with these magical entities attacking the brain? Why must they give me these migraines? Okay, well, new information. The wall seems to have a personality, Ah. and it's angry that I tried to carve it. Ah, see, this is why I said we shouldn't always go straight to, to blowing things up. Can I can I approach the wall real quick? Yeah, you can. Can I just gently put my hand where the carving was and uh, hold up, uh, and use healing, or would you let me just do some minor healing without using power points? Either one. Um, I will let you make that choice with the understanding that uh, paying something. You know, like using your resources mm-hmm. could lead to more intense circumstances, positively or negatively. Oh well, fuck it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna burn the powerpoints. Only have ten is the thing, but you know what? I I was like, yeah. maybe it's like Same. one of those hangover moments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So range, it's one of smarts. Okay, let's see here. Probably if you guess additional times. It's been so long since I've done this. Uh, it's the Great Deku Wall that we're talking to. Okay, feeling of success. Oops. The Great Deku Wall. It's a Zelda reference. Because oh. there's the Great Deku Tree. Has a face on it. Very old. It's the Great Deku he Wall. Is, he is our grandpappy. <laughs> All right. Tree Father. This. Ooh. Uh, let's see here. Six, seven, seven, eight. All right, so that is eight 
so it's one wound and a raise. Ra uh, that's eight, an eight, so it's four. One. So wound. you succeed plus one raise. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so one raise erases one wound. Um. So as you you put your hand to this wall to heal a very minor scratch, um, normally when you heal, there is this glowing light that emanates from you and kind of surges into the wound and it like it glows and then it like mends itself together. It's very you know, holy looking. Um, in this case, as you hold your hand to the wall, you see the gray around it turn deeper and the shadows of the sides around your hand are pulled toward that crack and it mends and as you do this you feel a couple things um healing magic isn't just a one-way street you know, the way you know when a wound has been healed, it's, it's sort of a channel that's opened up and there's a brief tether of connection where the intention and the energy from you flows into the creature and, uh, and does its work. Here, what you're feeling doesn't feel like when you heal a creature. It sort of, it feels like the land and you feel normally a sense of relief or like pain abating and that like come down from adrenaline or whatever as it just begins to subside but you just feel a, a kind of appreciation just briefly while you have that connection it takes maybe a few seconds if that that's nice um <clears throat> i uh i think it's starting to warm up to us a little bit um yeah, careful, Oracus. That stone is, uh, it's got a bite to it. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mr. Wall, uh, or, uh, <clears throat> whatever gender identity you possess, if any. It is, uh, my pleasure to meet you. Sorry about the, the scratch. Um, but if you could let us through, I'd be greatly appreciative. Yeah, the wall's a wall. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mr. Wall is its father. <laughs> wall Jr. Guys, it's just a wall with a personality. Well, I don't suppose it would be happy about us trying to climb it. Mm, well, worth a shot. Um, Do I have rope? I feel like... I feel like we gotta have rope between For us, For some right? reason, in my mind, I'm like, Magnus has a spell where he can fly, even though that's never <laughs> been a thing. I don't think. Three I mean, adventurers in their 30s, you don't have 20 feet of rope between you. I'm sure we do. <laughs> the economy's in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be great if... Uh, I would think you guys Savage been... Worlds had a spell that was just fly, but, uh, you know... Yeah, your DM didn't make spells accustomed <laughs> uh, to the world. I, I mean, you guys have been setting up and tearing down campsites with tents and That's a lot fair. of other things, and you're very seasoned adventurers. I think you have <laughs> some rope. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, uh, Winnie, 
I don't, I don't have any data to confirm this, but you just seem like the type of person that would be good at throwing a lasso. You think you could, uh... Come on, you kidding me? Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I tie it around, um, an arrow. Wherever it needs to go. Yeah, I'm just shooting it, like, over the wall and hoping it lands in the ground. Yeah, wherever Magnus is directing me to throw it, I'll, I'll shoot it there. <laughs> yeah, I think we just try to aim for one of the, the spikes up there that we can anchor something to. Yeah, I don't want to shoot gonna... into the wall. I just want to shoot it. Yeah. Like You shoot it so you can pull, and then, yeah, like, the arrow stays in the spikes, and because this is a fantasy game, the arrow is strong enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And not yeah. snap in half at the weight of y'all. I have okay, the yeah. best arrows in the game that do whatever I the- want. That's so true. Okay. Um, and you just, also have that uh, elven, uh, you know, unlimited tensile strength rope that weighs very little, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead and just, let's just roll just to see if you can get this, uh, yeah, yeah, shot off. Um, what the fuck, shooting, d12. I used to have a plus one on this, but I don't anymore. That's a 13. Yeah, with a 13, you're able to get it snug perfectly in between two of these, like, out jutting spikes. Ho, ho, ho. Nice shot. Just incredible aim, as always. It never gets old. Seriously. <laughs> He's blowing off the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it tight. You pull it taut, and you now have a rope in your hands. It is. I hand it to Magnus. Oh, I see. I got to be the one to touch the wall again. You I'll wanted be the to do this. Pig. This was your idea. I, I, do you guys want me to go first? If you want oh. to. I'm just lighter than all of you. Just like, don't, you know, die. That would be bad. Well, since you spent half the time over here complimenting about how old I'm getting, I think it makes sense for you to go first. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to break a hip. Oh, uh, no, neither would I. They say it as they start uh, climbing up the rope. Wee little git. <laughs> uh, and they're just sort of like, yeah, they're just sort of straddled over the wall um and uh kind of like pull the rope up and then begin lowering themselves on the other side and they kind of move the arrow <laughs> and like do that again and then um now uh we wait a moment and the rest of the rope makes its way over to you i would like to i'm assuming you have a pretty long length of rope so i think uh Craig ties it around themselves to like counterweight now. So instead of having to rely on the arrow at the top of the wall, you can just kind of, you know, pull. Excellent work, Craig. Any mal effects from touching the wall? Nope. Great. Just me then. Wonderful. Uh, Magnus is going (laughs) to start climbing the rope. Yeah. uh, As you climb the rope, easy enough. You get over. Okay, nice, nice wall. Don't, don't be mad at me. You're really bad to get a headache at 20 feet in the air. Yeah, no, you can get down easy enough. <coughs> um, and do the other two follow? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you, uh, you climb over the wall. You retrieve your rope. And now you're on the other side of the wall. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Mill said, here's a, here's a wall with feelings. Get over it. 
<laughs> I just, you guys were talking about blasting and things, and I'm like, it's just a wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, you are now on the other side, and now that you are here at the distance, I mentioned it was plains. There's some very, very, they're not even hills, but you know, slight variations. It's not just, li- it's not like Minecraft flat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you all see a few miles in the distance uh, in an area where there are tents. It's kind of the only real thing. Um, as we're walking, I'm going to try to send another smoke raven to Julian and see if the message gets through this time. You Are you going to say the same thing as last time? You want to say something new? Because I don't remember what you said last time. What did? Oh, I told the the smoke raven to find him and bring him back. And then I didn't right. get an answer. So this time I'm going to send the smoke raven with the instructions to tell him that we have made it through the other side of the monochrome forest and have made it over the wall and are approaching some tents and are looking for him. Um, you send the raven off, and much like last time, it just keeps going. Might as well throw that message in a bottle and chuck it in the ocean. Okay, let's go and ruin some people's day. And you head off toward the town i would like everyone to roll notice for me oh yeah six 12 oh we got explosion oh my god double explosion it's a fucking notice check 10 triple explosion and it's a notice check 18 uh, 22. <laughs> okay. I was really hoping it was going to end on 18 so that we would have all the first three multiples of six, but that's a thing that only I would really appreciate that moment. So <laughs> I, I also yeah. appreciate numerology. I, I, I'm i with you. Yeah, whatever, bro. I've been subscribed to Number File on YouTube since I was 14. It's whatever. So I've just been here. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to give. Fuck, it's just for me. We can move on. <laughs> As you all look, I will give each of you information. Um, Winnie, with your six, uh, you are looking at this town. You're kind of judging it by size. Uh, You notice now more clearly that it is uh, comprised of tents, whatever the settlement is. Um, the closer you get, you you like they're fairly large. They're not like your your one person sleepers. They're um, definitely like could host a family and things. It feels very nomadic. Magnus, as you are looking around, one thing you notice is that this once you got through the wall and took everything in, it was dawn. The sun had started to rise. 
you've done all this shuffling along the wall, you've been walking a couple miles, you're not going at an incredibly quick pace, it's been maybe an hour, so the sky hasn't moved, the sun has not risen. Which, I mean, everything here in the sky has been weird, so it's not necessarily, that's not an omen or positive or negative, but you you do take note of the fact that even at night, it seemed like the stars would move, they would cycle over and over again, not with any really clear time or, what's the word, period. Uh, but here the sky is frozen. I think after what Magnus has experienced over the past few days, he like looks up at the sky and reflects upon the unmoving nature of it. And he notices this correlation of as they've moved physically throughout the world, they've had to reach certain mark like landmarks before time itself has progressed to any different stage. And in this moment, I think he like introspectively thinks about how in their journey, they like all the physical locations like have felt the same while we're in them. And so it's almost like we're not traveling through a physical space, but we're like traveling through time, but with our physical bodies. And I think he's just lost in this thought of trying to puzzle out how that like what that means in light of where they are and what they're trying to do. And, you know, what does it mean to be at a place that is like more than just a place, the actual location of a time of day and like what that means. So, and then he keeps walking. (laughs) Yeah. And Arcas, you see everything. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have the lowest notice of all of us. <laughs> I think perhaps it is due to your newfound affinity for the distinctions between darkness, light, where they overlap and where they differ. Hmm. I think you are the first to notice several things. Hold on. Actually, let me... Let me... Okay. <laughs> I have the notes. Because um, oh, okay. there's no way. I honestly, my memory is getting worse. I know what it's about. It's fine. I don't know if you necessarily take note of these things, but they're they're relevant here. I want I, um, I want to read them later anyway. <laughs> okay. The first you notice, and I'm gonna take these roles as kind of your entire walk up. Almost immediately after getting to this side of the wall, that hunger and thirst from going days with rationing your rationing your rations uh, you don't feel that you don't feel full you don't feel hungry you just feel like you exist um the next thing you notice is as you're approaching this town getting closer There's no noise. There's no movement. There's no one here, it would seem. And I think the last thing you notice as you approach the edge of this town, you can see all of these tents are sort of 
laid out in rough concentric kind of an ovular pattern with an area in the middle the last thing you notice will hold for a little bit later if that's all right oh absolutely <clears throat> Woody, magnus have... do you feel that You've got to be more specific in the Feywilds. Yeah, mate. you're going to have to enlighten me, my man. I'm not hungry or thirsty anymore. Are you sick? Oh, is it just me? Is it just no, I think, you guys? I think he's right. Oh, I, no, actually, no, you got a point. I don't feel either of those things. It's just, sorry, you said that you weren't hungry or thirsty. and <laughs> I, You've just never said that before. And that was... <laughs> I mean, no, for a moment I thought, oh man, did Shadow Arcos take over his body and now we're... <laughs> we don't know it, but no, I think you're right. Now that we would don't. be a plot twist. Hey. Uh, oh Let's my. hope that's not coming. <laughs> I, I must say, I did learn a couple things from that one, but um, I believe my appetite is beyond the realm of time and space. Anyway, though... <laughs> Extraplanar <laughs> appetite, indeed. <laughs> Except not... Here. Speaking of not here, nobody else is here either. I. Wait. Oh yeah, it's quiet. Nobody, you don't think they're just sleeping in? Somebody would be a watch at least. Not to mention these structures. You said they're tents, right? Yeah, they're, um... They're not quite, like, yurts. Um, like they're not like woolen, but now that you are here and you can like at least start walking through if you want, mm. um, you can see that where at, whereas everything else except for what was on your person essentially was just entirely gray. And even in the dim light, the saturation in all of you seemed kind of sapped out. Um, here, it's not that everything is earth toned, but you get very deep warm reds oranges yellows beautiful purples and pinks deep indigos um these tents are incredibly colorful um everything has this sort of golden red hue from the morning sun and um yeah it's 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 odd as you you kind of go there's some tents that are open the tents themselves are there there aren't like beds or tables or like food or clothes or anything. Um, you would think this place would be abandoned, except there's they're all in very like they, they look used. They don't look decrepit. Have you noticed that the uh, sky has not changed since the sun rose or began rising? Yeah, <clears throat> I did notice that. It's like each place we've gone has been a bit of a slice out of time. A physical place preserved in a moment or series of moments that give the place an identity. Like the forest that was all grey and dark and no colour. Here everything's bright and vibrant on the cusp of a morning. But the morning never comes. The tents aren't abandoned. It's almost like they were snatched out of a period of time where they were being used and that 
period of time has not ticked a second past from when they were taken into this land. Or so it looks to me. Winnie, you're the expert on the Feywilds, and I know that we're all horribly out of our depth at the moment. What's going on? We're deep into the, the, the open realms at this point. Do you have any sense? Are you putting any of this together? No, I don't. I'm, I'm not familiar. Can I look into one of the tents? Is there, like, have we been looking inside the tents at all? Or have we just... Uh, you, you tell me. Did you guys want to kind of press in and just sort of scan around? You can. Yeah, what, what kind of technology we're thinking about here? Does this look like a, 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 a snapshot of, like, an early civilization's encampment? Or does this look more like the, the tents and stuff that somebody that just travels on the road would use in modern times? They're... <sighs> It's hard to say. They're different in structure. This is like an entirely like this is it's not so much that they feel like they're from the past, but it's just a different construction than what you're used to. I'm thinking of like comparing like a teepee to like a yurt, mm. you know? Um but there's nothing here that really screams it's the past. Um as you go through and you look in these tents, they are empty. Um, I will say because of that 22 that you rolled earlier, Arcos, as you all begin kind of moving and you're, you're idly talking and like looking in, um, there doesn't seem to be any present threat. Um, you notice one of the... You know, there's, you know, when you go into a tent, you like pin back the door. One of them just closes on its own, <laughs> maybe about 40 feet. Just out of the corner of your eye, you just see the edge of a piece of fabric move. Hold up. Some movement. I'm going to just walk at a very normal pace. And when I arrive and it's now closed you said mm -hmm. and i'm gonna like <clears throat> look back at uh winnie and uh and magnus and like make a knocking motion or be like an opening motion or like i make a knocking motion back i'll nod and i just knock on the tent flap there's no response I'm gonna shrug and then. And now I make an opening motion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do that thing. I'm gonna like grab the tent flap, fling it open, and then jump back a couple of feet. You like do a, that with like my kung fu pose. Your kung fu. You're ready for whatever is about to jump out and I'm surprise you. So ready. Surprise for it. kitten <laughs> posture. Go. And there's nothing there. I'm gonna look back at Winnie. <laughs> I don't know. Go in. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to poke my head in. Yeah, it's empty. Well, what the fuck? Are okay. you seeing things, Arcos? Uh, <clears throat> perhaps there it was the wind. Uh, DM question. Is there wind? <laughs> There's going to be no wind. <laughs> um, yeah, now that you're, you're feeling for it, there is like a light 
breeze maybe every now and then, but it doesn't seem like enough. Like what you saw was like unpin and close. It did not, you don't think it would have been caused by that. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to go ahead and say it must have been seeing things. That's, uh, that's odd. <clears throat> hey, Craig, do you see anything out of the ordinary around here? Uh, yeah, Craig has been sort of just, like, following kind of behind you all. And, uh, Craig kind of points at a tent over there and says, Wasn't that one closed? And as you all got, as you all look, there's one that, there's a tent that looks like all the others where, um, you know, like an entryway has been made by, like, pulling the fabric and tying it off. That was closed. Ah, so we're noticing inconsistencies in the architecture. Well, I will no longer ever sneer at a snap of something unexpected in the woods or anything weird amiss in the Feywild. Magnus is going to crawl into the tent that is now open and like sit fully in the tent. You don't need to crawl. Like these are very large tents you oh, can large? walk in. Yeah, okay. I said it's like a yurt. Like it oh, is okay. yeah, so I'll, a large. I'll, I'll yeah, walk these in are to the TP. These are tents or... that are like uh like they are they are tents, they're not solid buildings, but like this is like for a nomadic people. Mm-hmm. So like it is likely that like a whole family could reasonably live in a tent. Right. Um yeah, you you walk in and uh yeah, there's these large, they're kind of they're not like rough like harsh octag- octagonals, but they are these very large, uh, sort of circular-ish spaces. Um, you walk in and you sit down in the center. Or yeah, anywhere. Is, the, is there is, like a is there like a fire pit in this tent? Um, in this one, yes. Then yeah, I think Magnus is gonna like flick his hand and like ignite the like ashes of the fires and like if there's any sort of kindling or wood around, he he'll replenish the fire and sort of sit down for a second. There is no kindling or wood, and the fire pit is just like dug out in the ground. Hmm. Um, but you know you can you can throw a spark and like the ashes embers glow for a moment, and then they die back down. No supplies left behind, completely empty. And yet, these tents are in good condition. And somebody's opening them and closing them. How long do you sit there? I think Magnus is going to close his eyes for a bit and just like i imagine it's a very quiet atmosphere like there's not a lot of things making noise you haven't told us about any birds or animals or anything like that yeah it's the time is literally frozen i think magnus is going to just like try to like close off his mind and try to like attune himself to this space and see if he can just feel anything just like in a very fey wild sort of way like is there any like because i feel like there's been pretty obvious like vibes of different places and i think he just wants to get a sense of like what is this place yeah um, you're going so magnus will sit and do that for a while we're gonna jump around and come back to you if that's okay sure great han you look like you want to say something yeah i um i think i just kind of want to walk around and just kind of monitor to see if there's any other m- movement 
Yeah. As you walk around for a while, you also notice occasionally a tent being opened or closed. As you see it, it's, there's not any, you don't see any people. Um, And occasionally now that you're paying closer attention, you can see sometimes the fabric of a tent move in a way that would not be caused by the wind. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of say this out loud. Um, I think maybe it's not that there aren't people here. Maybe we just can't see them and maybe we they can't see us maybe i don't know maybe we're in two maybe we're in one spot of two like we're living in a a frame of a snapshot perhaps Who do you say that to? I'm just kind of saying, if Magnus and Arcos can hear me, they can hear me, but I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now. Yeah. I'll say Craig can probably hear you as you're thinking out loud. Yeah. And Magnus is meditating. Um, Arcos, was there anything you wanted to do or just keep watching as well? Okay. The one thing I was thinking about doing, um, <clears throat> I think this is highly unlikely, but just because, you know, it's, I feel like it makes sense. Can I... <laughs> Already smiling, like it's a stupid idea. But uh, no, I'm excited. Can I grab a little bit of dirt and then just spring it, like and around, and to see if it hits anything? And just in case somebody happens to be invisible, but still physical. Yeah, you you kind of toss some dirt around, and it doesn't seem to hit into anything that you can't see. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm I, honestly. Honestly, the Fey aren't invisible, or at least these ones aren't. Yeah, it's, I'll take that. I'll say it's a win. I'll say it's a win. Um. So as as you guys have resigned to that, Magnus, you've taken some time to try and connect to the Fey Wild. What what does that look like in your mind? Like, what does Magnus think about to try and focus on this? As maybe the person who's thus far been. In some ways, less connected. In other ways, more. Um, Magnus has a very high tolerance for surrealness and strangeness by the nature of being a wizard that has spent a lot of time using magic that is based in time and space. I think a lot of his relationship with that type of magic has been a very, like, irresponsible relationship in the same way that like he has never really taken much time to think about the consequences of like abusing time magic beyond like it is useful and sometimes fun i think now he is a little bit strung out from all of the emotions and the journey from you know being very introspective about his own self and just the the grueling journey to get here. I think he is like trying to be vulnerable and try to like really understand this moment in time that he's in and try to be very present in this space and just try to let whatever is that energy is there receive like, you know, be received by him. Yeah. 
Um, as you sit there, would you just roll spirit for me? Yeah. Oh, that explodes. Let's go. So that's going to be 17. Okay, with the 17, you're sitting there in a fire pit and opening yourself to magic that you don't understand in a very different way than the way Magnus typically opens himself to magic he doesn't understand. Um, It's coming from from a place... A slightly different flavor of curiosity, of wanting to know for the sake of knowing and not knowing for the sake of a means to an end. And you you sort of feel in that same part of your mind when you scratch the wall and it reached out and hurt you. Now, this sort of a connection similar to the way I described healing magic. It's like a temporary channel in order to enact, you know, every action has an equal opposite reaction. When you press on something, it presses against you mm-hmm. and you have that connection and you open your eyes and you notice footprints that were not there before and maybe still aren't there now would you like to follow them yes this is a little bit weird so if this doesn't make sense with what you're thinking you can shoot me down yeah i think it, you know in the way when you like those optical illusions where you sort of have to go cross-eyed to see them uh, yeah. the magic and, eye and it, Images? Yes, and it yeah. sort of feels like when you're doing that, you're like not really seeing them with your eyes. You're more seeing it with your mind. Yeah. So I think that's a similar feeling that Magnus has. And I think if you'll allow it, when he stands up to like follow the footprints, I think it's like more like an astral projection. Like, so like I kind of imagine like Magnus's physical body still with his eyes closed and he like stands up. In this like kind of spiritual moment. If that's not what you're thinking, we could all Okay. It, I can I'm... work with that actually. <laughs> okay. Um as you but but you don't get too comfy. You don't get to do this all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh as you sort of you're looking at these footprints and for lack of a better word, kind of channeling wherever it is they are. You were onto something earlier when you were talking about the nature of the Feywild and traveling to a different place and traveling to a different time, but with your body and with your experiences and not in the linear way in which we experience time. And so what you thought you stumbled upon here was initially a village caught out of time. It looking at these footprints and as you try to get up you stand and for a moment as you look out at them and you step out you feel disconnected from your body and you start to follow the footprints 
it's almost like it's a staticky connection you know like you're you're flitting in and out it's it's not strong um, and you're walking along with it and you follow these footprints and as you follow them you see people in your periphery just going about their day they don't seem to see you they don't seem to notice you necessarily you're not quite here but you're not quite there and you're following these footprints for a little while it seems that if you try to look you like think instinctively to look up and you're almost like do you want to look up it, it feels like you might lose the connection entirely if but i if look you, up if you look up you're you have to stay so focused on these footprints i think he's gonna continue following the footprints as long as he can because I don't think he wants to risk breaking the connection so I think he really wants yeah. to look up but he's just like don't I yeah I didn't want to necessarily have to make that like I don't want to make that decision for what Magnus would do but yeah you get like for a second you you instinctively are like oh there's like noise and people I'm going to see what's happening and then you feel that tether slip and you're beginning to be pulled back into your own body and you focus back on these footprints that you follow to a tent that sort of around on the further side to uh, someone who is asleep in their bed. It, it looks like maybe this was a path that they took before they went into bed. Um, I assume, yeah, as you, you can kind of, you sort of, you actually can't phase through this tent. You do have to open the door to get in. And I see somebody sleeping inside. You see someone sleeping inside, and as soon as you turn your gaze to that person sleeping, you are pulled back into your body as you are able to sort of rationalize what you just experienced. <sighs> that was new. Um, Magnus is going to, like, paw at his eyes, and I think he, like, starts to get a little bit of a real migraine of, like, I was just focusing way too hard on a thing, and I need to, like not look in the middle distance for a second. Um, so he's going to like rub his eyes and stand up and um, try to retrace the steps in real space, real space, quote unquote, that uh, took him to that tent and see what he can see in the tent where the man was sleeping. Yeah. Um, as you you walk to the tent, uh, Winnie oh, no. and... Hmm? I also say that he's going to try to retrace the footsteps that oh, he just yeah, yeah, took, yeah. like exactly too. Yeah, you, you begin to start retracing the footsteps and uh, Winnie, Arcos, and Craig are able to like kind of see. I mean, there's nothing going on here. You've all just kind of been wandering <laughs> around um, watching doors open and uh, close. Um, you begin stepping in those footsteps and you guys notice Magnus taking a very particular path and uh, you all begin to see the same footsteps too leading to this particular tent. We're seeing Magnus's projection, right? No, you're seeing actual Magnus oh. now walking in. Initially, you see Magnus taking very particular steps. And then after Magnus has been walking for a while, you notice that, oh, there is actually footprints that Magnus is stepping in and that mm. you guys didn't see earlier. I will follow the footprints. Yeah, you're you're all able to and it takes you to the outside of this tent that was on the far side of camp 
I'm assuming by now you guys have walked camp several times. <laughs> um, the door is still open as you left it. Okay. Uh, let's take a peek inside. And you all peek inside. And by now I'm sure you've checked all of the tents and they're empty except now... There is a person sleeping on the ground in the exact position you saw them last. Well, well, well. Okay. Uh, we need to handle this delicately because this is probably going to be alarming for them, but I think we need to ask them a few questions. So, uh, Winnie, you are charming. Why don't you nudge him awake? Sorry, hold on, table talk. Is this is this someone we know? Is this Julian? Wait, am I lost? Am um, I completely lost on this? I think I okay. completely got lost on this. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I think that's a reasonable question. Um, I was assuming since I I think I figured I would recognize Julian if I saw him. Yeah. In this moment, uh, that's that's such a good question to ask. Very conveniently, this person is facing away from you. Oh, okay. Well then, fuck, fuck all that pussyfooting around. Magnus is immediately going to check to see if it is Julian. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you as you get uh, close to this person, uh, they before you even touch them, um, they startle awake and see all of you. They don't immediately look like someone you recognize. Um, Arcos, I would say with your 22 notice, something about this person feels incredibly familiar. And they startle awake and look at all of you and say, fuck me. Hello, everyone. It's currently Wednesday, February 7th. We've just released season four, episode... What episode is this? 31? Episode 31. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you enjoy whatever episode you're on right now, if you're catching up or if you're on a previous season or whatnot. Um, Yeah, sorry I haven't been updating as much on the mid-roll announcements recently or the post-roll announcements, I guess. Um... Just busy with um, life stuff and other projects and um, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep them a little more sparse from now on. Don't expect them every episode, but um, most episodes, maybe every other episode. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I just don't have the the time or resources to do it in a timely fashion. Um, but anyway, if I, if I have something really important to update you about, I will do so. Um, and yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for providing our season four theme song. Um, if you want to check out his Patreon, go to patreon.com slash arcane anthems. You can find us on our socials on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Guildfellows. Amelia's still making a little graphic every week to make a little grid thing for everyone to enjoy. Um, 
And yeah, I highly recommend going to do that. We want to shout out our Red Circle subs. So we want to say thank you this week to Alice, our Red Circle subscriber. We love you so much and you make our hearts full. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps the show grow and be seen by more people like you. We should be having um, a new episode come out next week. Um, We have some life stuff going on right now, which when aren't we having life stuff go on? Um, but just be aware we might have a, a sparse next few weeks, but we're, we're gonna finish out the season. I promise you we're, if it extends for a little longer than we anticipate, then that happens. But we have a few episodes left of season four, um, about five or six maybe. And, um, yeah, we fully intend on seeing that through and then doing some wrap ups for the show. Um, I'll keep you updated on those when I need to. Um, but just know that things might be bumpy for the next few weeks. Um, and I apologize for that, but you know, life, life gets in the way sometimes. If you haven't heard, I have a new podcast out with my friend Mel. Uh, it's a Kingdom Hearts lore podcast. It's called Shedding Starlight. If you're into the Kingdom Hearts series, um, I recommend you go check it out. And, uh, it's on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully we'll have, um, an episode out for you guys next week. We'll see. Uh, If not, don't fret. We're not going anywhere. We're just kind of stalled. We're really invested in ending the story, so um, it will happen. Just uh, maybe not on on consistent as a schedule as usual. Um, But yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.